Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to the Cheeseman Podcast. This is Brendan, your host for the show. Joining me to look back on that disappointing, to say the least, uh, lost Southampton at home this evening. Uh, first up, Seb Short. How are you doing, Seb? I'm all right. Um, I, I must admit, I have been steadily drinking since about seven o'clock. So um, I am actually a little bit pissed, as I'm sure will become apparent. And uh, yeah, uh, just a horrible, horrible game. I hate, I hate having potential wins taken away. If we're really, really, really shit, like I can kind of cope with that better than being 2-1 up with 20 minutes to go or 15 minutes to go, whatever it was. But yeah, let's get into it. This is weird. Normally it's me that's pissed, but I'm actually not drinking today. So you, you'll you take, I'll literally pass the glass to you. Are you doing that one year. day a week in February? Is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Sorry, also joining uh, all the way from Vienna is HG. How you doing, mate? I'm good. Um, I'm also doing that one day in February. No, I, I don't drink at all. But no, I'm I'm, I'm good. I, I, I have a feeling from what I've just heard that that Seb and I are going to disagree on a few things tonight, so I'm excited. <laughs> Always standard. <laughs> Pretty much. But you know, <laughs> no, it's, it'd be like old times. It should be good. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It's been a while since we've all been together, and um, I've, I've been called out by the patrons for, for my swearing, so I've got to watch my words here. But uh, Seb, what the fuck happened tonight? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, uh, look, there's Brent, I'm not being funny but there's one sensible person on this pod tonight so pretty much you need to ask hg what happened <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure he'll deal with it for us and we can just all agree and yeah that that'll be it i i haven't i haven't got a fucking clue um i i, I have got a little bit about the first half but um i was a bit drunk by the time the second half came around um i, d- I don't know I don't know, Bren. Let's start off as we normally do, looking at the lineup. Uh, HG, same line lineup that we had against Brighton in the cup on the weekend. Any surprises there? We seem to do all right in that game. So, were you all right with the lineup? Yeah, I mean, because we played well against Brighton. I mean, Brighton are a decent team, but we took our chances and we won. So you thought, okay, well, if we take our chances against Southampton, which we we knew we'd get some, um, Southampton's defence isn't the best, but we thought we'd do all right in that area. So. Yeah, I can see why he kept it the same. Um, there may have been a chance for a couple of players, maybe Benton Kurt to start. I don't know. Um, maybe Bergvine over Lucas at some point. But it, it just, I don't think anyone could have been too surprised by the fact that we picked the same 11. Mm. Seb, about the formation, uh, it seems to stick with the 3 4 3. Lucas is still getting uh, called up and he played okay, I guess, got the assist for, for the, the second goal. But. Surely, why is he reluctant to play five in the middle? I, I don't know. Uh, I know we'll, we'll analyse this deeper, and it, and you know people will say this is in retrospect, but we we've got to start playing five three five two. Yeah, and Lucas, the thing is with Lucas, uh, you know he he's either. 
fantastic, like you say, he assisted the, 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 the second goal or nothing happens at all and he becomes a bit of a uh, a lost man. He's neither uh, the three in the three or the the five in the five, if that makes sense. So, look, I, I, I know we'll come into this, onto this a little bit later, but we've got to change that formation because it, it exposed us massively tonight. Um, and Lucas is the full guy, even when Son and Kane don't play as well. You ne- you're never not going to start Son and Kane if they're fit. So Lucas is the full guy. I would like to see us start playing three five two, and it was a it it was an error tonight all the way through the game. Um, I know we'll come on to when we went two one up and the changes that could have been made, but um, but like, yeah, to, to interrupt really you, Seb, a little bit, right? I mean, like I've, I call for three five two most of the season. But if we were to do that tonight, who is that third midfielder that you want to see? Who would you have there instead of Lucas? Uh, well, look again in in retrospect, you probably say Benton Coeur. The but the I, I see what I see the point that you're making because the the issue is then well the issue long and short of it is I don't think we've got any brilliant midfielders. We'd let yet to see really what Benton Coeur can do and skip. Hoybier and Winks between them. I don't know if Skip wasn't available tonight, but they're, they're not very good. And no. Hoybier has, has really kind of gone downhill. But there is an argument to be made for flooding that midfield because if you look at who Southampton played, their midfield bar Warprouse isn't that good. But what they did was flood that midfield. They were absolutely on it. You didn't get a second. If you're Harry Winks, you didn't have a second's rest Tonight, you every time he got the ball, bang, straight in, straight in on him. Whether it's Armstrong or War Prowse or whoever, they were they were in on him, and that's what we didn't do. There was a there was about twenty minute period in the second half when when we um, I think Kane dropped a lot deeper to kind of move move that midfield about, and we looked a little bit better. But we couldn't keep it up. No, I mean, I think like we are going to talk about the game, but I think the the biggest thing, right? Like, I I like three five two, but we've got four central midfielders and Harvey White, who's a kid, right? And of those four central midfielders, Skip is out injured, so we've only got three really, three senior central midfielders. And if you choose to play all three of them, then that's it. You know, you, you've got to play that three in every game. And I don't think that's a viable thing. Even if Skip comes back, three out of those four, we all know that they're missing various things that the team needs. So it, it, it is this weird thing where like three five two, I called for it when I thought we had creative midfielders in the squad, but now we don't. I, I kind of want us to go three four three because our Listen, strength is going to be in attacking areas now. It's not going to be in midfield at any point. It's only so. This is the the thing that I take away, and I'm glad you kind of reminded me of it. Our strength is in attacking areas, HG. If we've got the ball, and for huge amounts of the game tonight, we didn't have the ball, and you have to put the numbers in the middle to 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 win the ball back. This was the problem. We couldn't get the ball. Couldn't win the ball back. Every time we had the ball, we were trying to get it to the front too quick because that's where the numbers were in terms of Son, Kane and, and, and Lucas. And because we were trying to move it too quick, we kept giving it away. And as soon as you give it away, there's nothing... There was a huge gap in the midfield area because we're playing three at the back, potentially five, and we're playing three forward. There's, there's a huge area. Southampton were all over it, absolutely all over it. Soon as we, we had the ball... Bang, straight in, and they were winning it back. And that that's the problem. It's it's great if you if you control the football, but we not at any moment tonight, even when we were on top for 15, 20 minutes in the second half, did we control that football? And that's your problem. No, and it's exactly like the first game. Like when Southampton played us down in, in Hampshire, like they, they pressed us in the first half. They got the goal from War Prowse and they were well on their way to winning that game. And we got a bit fortunate that their central defender got sent off with two yellows and then we could dominate from that. And obviously with the penalty, we got the equaliser. But Southampton did nothing different tonight than what they did at St. Mary's, but we weren't prepared for it. We, we seemed to think that they wouldn't do this. Chelsea do exactly the same to us by flooding the midfield and we can't cope. I think if we'd had three in there tonight, they still would have dominated because, as you said, El Yunusi, Armstrong, Ward-Prowse and Romeo, they were just there. It was almost like a midfield square. 
And that yeah. the four of them would dominate whoever was there. The three central defenders kind of stayed where they were because they're marking two strikers. So the only space that we really have is down the wings. So you need to make sure, or you need to hope that Reguillon and Royal will be better than their opponents. Walker Peters spent most of the game in our half. Who's, who's the Southampton left back? I'm not sure I can remember anymore. But um, they, the Frenchman. Uh, oh, is it Perot, Perot, right? Yeah. So like Perot was in our half because basically Southampton did tonight and they were uh, they were excellent tonight. I mean, they were the best team we've seen for a very, very long time. But they did to us what Pochettino's best team did to everyone when we were really good. They pressed us high and we, we didn't get a chance to breathe. And yeah, we, we were looking for quick balls over the top. They played a back two, in effect. You know, Bednarek and the Salisu, uh, they were the Toby and Yan for Southampton tonight. They didn't have anything to do. They were just there to kind of mop things up if the ball did go over the top. Southampton were... I mean, yeah, they were excellent. So as much as I, I sit here and think, yeah, what could Spurs have done? Tonight, at least, it, it was weird because the only way we looked like scoring is if we had three up top. And if that meant conceding possession for large portions of the game, I still think that was almost the best thing we could have done unless we went to a back four. Going to a back four would have allowed us to have that extra person in midfield and maybe we could have, you know, started to dominate in midfield and have the have possession of the ball and start to work the chances that we want to work. But when Conte wants his wing backs to be that attacking threat down the wings, it, it, it's, it's a change that Conte is, he doesn't want to make until it's, you know, towards the end of the game and he's chasing things. It was, I feel as if tonight's game was pretty predictable. We should have seen what was coming and we should have had a plan to deal with it but we never did. And Southampton, you know, they, they won't play that well again all season, but Spurs just didn't have a plan to deal with what was coming. Seb, we, uh, we actually spoke in WhatsApp uh, just at the start of the game and I was like, this this start is a bit ropey. And you said, no, look, they won't keep it up because they had that chance in the first like four minutes, Che Adams, which he should have scored. That that was that was such a, that was probably the easiest chance of the game. But the warning signs were there and, and, and they, they did keep up that intensity pretty much throughout the game. Yeah, what, when I said they won't keep it up, it it was more about the fact that the the high line and the high press that they do is exposable, as we saw last season at St Mary's when Son, what the Hurricane set up four of four goals for Son. I think I got, yeah. have I got that right? And and that's what I was expecting. That's what I was hoping. And obviously the the, the first goal kind of came from that. We won the ball high up and and. Um, they're looking to move forward the whole time, so you're able to kind of play play in behind. That that's what I meant by that. But yeah, they I mean they wasted a, a glut of opportunities. Um, I think Armstrong had a had a had a couple of chances that um, that went wide. Obviously, that you said the the Che Adams chance. He he should have scored it. I don't think Hugo knew knew too much about it to be fair. Mm-hmm. But I just felt that with that with the positions that they that Southampton were playing in and how high up the pitch they were as HG said you know they're playing two at the back pretty much that that with three up top that's exposable but it leads me back to the point that I made which is in possession if Tottenham have the ball with the with the formations as they were then you fancy us to kind of do something with it but the problem was we never got the ball not 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 for very long you know as soon as we got it they were in. I counted. There was there was numerous times where we get the ball quick. Kane, you know, get played into Kane. They were on him straight through the back of him. Fairly, to be fair, uh, he didn't get a kick. Um, and you know, they were they were right on it. Southampton, as HG said, I don't know if they'll play that well again. They were they looked absolutely drilled. They knew what they were going to do. They were going to play high up the pitch. They weren't going to let us have a kick, and they were going to advance that ball forward. And they they did it superbly well hey mm. G talk us through the, their first goal because we touched on ours which which as, as Seb said came from us sort of pressing them high and and it was good work from from Lucas to, to Hoybier and came off, off, off Bednarek I think for it looked like it was Sonny but it was uh, it was an own goal but their goal HG again it looked like it was coming from Emerson Royale's side again we, we don't like trying to find fault but, but who, who was to blame there <laughs> like I'm not gonna be funny I can. I have no recollection of Southampton's equaliser. Oh, it was the side footer. It was the side footer from Broyer. Look, Broyer is a fantastic player, by the way, and uh, he, he will score a load of goals for Chelsea next season on. 
He looks a real threat. Um, yeah, look, the, the big thing about their first was the fact that Ben Davies slipped when he tried to clear it. I mean, that, that was it. it I mean, it, we, we, we didn't do well before then, but when that happened, it was sixes and sevens. Perot did well to get the ball. We put the ball across and it went straight to, to Broya. It was a simple finish, but I don't think I can blame Emerson Royal for that one. I mean, like, yes, it was his side of the pitch, but, you know, if Davies doesn't slip, the ball goes out of play and, and we reset and there's no problem. It, it's unfortunate that Spurs have made a habit this season of scoring goals quickly after conceding, whereas tonight it was the other way around. Like, you know, Southampton has started well. We got the first goal because, you know, our strikers are better than theirs. So we're like, okay, the, the attacking system is going to work. We're ahead. Maybe Southampton's heads will drop a little bit. And when they equalise so quickly... Yeah, their heads were never going to drop. You know, that was it. It was, it, it was unfortunate that we just couldn't hold on for a few more minutes longer to maybe get more of a foothold in the game and maybe show Southampton that yeah, like you know, you can try and do your best, but we'll go toe to toe with you. Um, it it just it just never really worked out that way in the end. Like it, it, it was just it was a bit of keystone, you know, because Ben Davies has the chance to clear it. Does I mean South initially Southampton work the ball really well. The guy cuts in from the left. He's about to shoot, and Davison Sanchez takes the ball off his toes. And you're like, okay, just clear it. That's it. It, 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 it was done. Davison had got back. Um, he was out of position initially, but he had got back to do it. And then Davies goes to kick it with his right foot, and his left foot, his standing foot, slips as he goes to kick the ball. So it just kind of loops up in the air a little bit. And yeah, after that, sometimes sometimes they go in your favour, sometimes they don't. But it was a, a pretty simple cross and, and Broya was an instinctive finish and Hugo, had, if he saw it late, which he may well have done, he had no chance anyway. Well, second half was, it looked like we, we were starting to get a bit more into it. Like we did uh, from the first sort of 15, 20 minutes of, the, of that half. We were bringing the, bringing the game to them. Our goal, Seb, it, it was a... I think I thought it was a foul on, on Broya, uh, but because of VAR, because it was so far back in the in the sequence for the goal, they couldn't get VAR involved. But it was a great finish. It was a great finish by Son, and and good work by Lucas. And yeah, at that point, we're thinking, right, we, we can hold on to this. It was a really nice goal. Um, just before the the goal, um, the TV cut to Kudusevsky about to come on, um, and I hope we come on to this. So, yeah, just to kind of go back over the goal, lovely. I don't care if it was a foul or not because the guy milked it for about eight minutes, which oh, I know yeah. I know we'll come on to in a bit. Um, and um, it was great play from from Winks, great play from Kane, lovely ball from from Lucas, and and Son scores the goal, so it's fantastic. But at that point, with Kudusevsky about to come on, that's when the plan should have changed. Kulusevski on for Lucas was no, was not the change to make at that point. Uh, even though we'd had a good twenty minutes, maybe maybe twenty five minutes before that before that goal, we needed shoring up massively. The Southampton were still a huge threat, and with the shape that we've already covered that that we had with this three four three, if you're going to take Lucas off, that was when another midfielder should have come on. And to bring Kulusevski on, who I know is probably a slightly mi- bit more defensive than Lucas, but still the, the shape should have adjusted there. And I think we've got, we need to address it, that if we're going to carry on with 3-4-3, three, three, I think we're going to have problems. And and, and with, with 20 stroke 11, I think it was, 11 minutes to go when Southampton's got their equaliser, there should have been a change then that that shored us up and made us harder to break down. But again, Bentanka was already on. Was, sorry to, to jump in. Bentanka was already on the pitch. So who who is there to bring on? And that, that, that's my point. Harvey White is the midfielder you've got, right? Because everyone else, Doherty, Sessignon, Rodon, they've got a bit of experience. Scarlett doesn't have any. So you're looking at Harvey White as your midfielder. Now he's never has he played for Spurs in the Premier League? I don't think so maybe a minute or two. It just seems that, you know, it's taken one injury, right, to Oliver Skip, and suddenly we're into the kids. Harvey White may well end up being good enough, but if you're not going to trust him in these moments, then there's a problem. If Kulusevsky is suddenly the next best option to try and shore things up or slow things down, really, I think was the idea, yeah. right? Um, 
it, yeah, there's a massive problem. I, 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 so I saw are the, we saying with, are we saying that we're already exposed game one from our January transfer dealings in the Premier League? We're already exposed by what we let go out. Well, I, I didn't like it. No, because I mean, as I said, all, I've said all season, I want three in midfield, right? I think our attacking options are good. I think our defensive situation with three at the back is good, right? But you need to have, as we talked about, a three-five-two. We don't have the midfielders to do that anymore, right? Like maybe if all four are fit, you can rotate them around a little bit. But as soon as one is injured and Skip is out for what another two weeks, apparently, um, we're going to struggle. Benton Kerr will start the next game. There's no doubt about that because he couldn't. Kulusevski have come on and played in 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 the middle or as a as a kind of deep lying ten or eight. Yeah, possibly, but again, that's not his game. And, and then we're changing things up completely. I I don't. Like, I, I don't see Kulusevsky as a 10. I know Kulusevsky has said he wants to be a 10. He likes that. But I, I don't think that's his game either. Like bringing Kane back makes more sense to me than doing that. But again, then you bring on Bergvine maybe to go up top with Sun, right? So you have two pacey attackers because when you're playing two at the back, like Southampton were, it's pace that what scared them. The only, the only real threat that we had in the whole game was the fact that maybe Sun would get behind the fullback or Lucas would get behind the fullback. But because we couldn't get the ball out to them quickly enough, Southampton would always have numbers back. But if we were ever able to do it, that, I mean, we had a number of occasions in the game where we were on the counter-attack and we didn't get shots away. Like Sun had one where he cut in on the left-hand side and his touch was poor and, and Southampton were able to clear. We had opportunities. I just feel that Today, we 3-4 felt like it gave us a puncher's chance. We had the opportunity, as we proved by scoring our second goal, we had the opportunity to really hurt Southampton. But as soon as we took Lucas's pace off, to me, the change there is you say, Bergvine, right, you can be that guy. Bergvine probably would have been a better option in the centre of the park than Kula said, because he has the ability to beat someone and has the pace to get around them. I, 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 just, I just feel that in, in the situation where we are now, we, we, we struggle to control things in midfield. And because of that, we need to have it over the top. Like in, in NFL terms, they talk about having these wide receivers that are super fast. And the, basically their job is to keep the defense honest, to say to the defense, no, you can't come and close us up close to the line of scrimmage because we might just throw it over the top of you and go on and score. Is really no different with Lucas or with Bergvine or with Sun. If you have teams that press you high, you need to keep that defense honest. You need to keep the midfielders worried that someone might get around the back and then hurt them. And Kulusevski, and this is not his problem, but Kulusevski can't do it. So as far as Southampton were concerned, as soon as Kulusevski were on, then great. They can really go for it. They have no reason to worry about that that side of the pitch anymore. Perot or whoever came on for him could have got, could have go up the pitch play on that left-hand side. And again, Sal- Salisu and Bednarek. Um, and Bednarek is, is, is no great shakes, but the two of them were comfortable. And, that, and, and taking the pace off really hurt us. One thing I did enjoy about our goal was was Conte. Like he, because uh, there was there was such a long delay with with Bo, Boya, Boja, whatever his name is, in uh, on on the ground for like eight minutes, milking it. And the fear was that it would go to VAR. I was thinking... The ref's going to bring it to VAR. Southampton players are just complaining, complaining. But he'd made his decision and he stuck by it. And, he, and VAR couldn't get involved. But Seb Conte's antics, the shushing and this, the celebration, we got to try and find some positives from tonight. And that was that was my my positive from tonight. Yeah, he's a passionate guy. Um, and I'm sure it rubs off on, on, on the players. A couple of them have already alluded to it. Um, you love to see it. There's nothing nothing more to say. Um, it, however, <laughs> there is something more to say in that I think a cooler head makes a better change. And I'm sorry, I've, I've got to say that I love Conte. I love everything that he's done so far. Uh, I think he, he you know, he's brought a, a higher standard to the club and he's demanding a higher standard. I'm not just talking about on the pitch, I'm talking about into the boardroom as well, mm. but it's not for the first time I've got to say don't think the changes were the ones that we should have made. And I, I feel still, even with the, um, I know the, the two new boys came on today. I think it's evident he, he trusts maybe 14 to 15 players. And that's a problem. You know, going deep into a season, that is going to be a problem. 
there are players that he 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 doesn't have full faith in to to get him the results. Um, and you're going to see that being a problem in terms of if players get injured. Um, and we saw it tonight in terms of the changes that he made. I think that that is a that is a big issue. He's very definitive, Conte. He, you know, we've we've heard for months, almost pretty much since he joined, about he's going to analyse the squad and he's going to report back on who he can trust, who he can't trust, who he thinks is good enough, who he thinks isn't good enough. And we've seen that with the departures that were made in January. And I think this is a problem in, like I said, I think there's 14, 15 players that that he wants to see on the pitch and the rest of them, you know, in in emergency only. And I don't feel, I feel that might be hamstringing, if that's the right word, um, us in, in terms of his analysis and in terms of what the players that he puts onto the pitch. Well, it then fell apart with the quickfire goals. It was three minutes, I think, between the two goals and mm. both delivered by James Ward-Prowse from the same area of the pitch. The first one, HG, Winks just completely loses Elianusi. It, it's... It seems unforgivable. I'm sorry, we don't want to attack. We've been talking about the Winks, Naissance, etc. But it's the basics there. Just follow your man. And he was free. And then Emerson sort of tries to come across and just jumps. It it really just, just, it it boiled my piss, as people like to say on Twitter. But yeah, that that first goal, HG, just the basics weren't being done. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Southampton, to their credit, right, they were able to flood the area. Right, Stuart Armstrong's making his way into the box. I assume that Ben Davis has got him. They've got Adams. They've got Brody in the box as well. And they had the late runner on the far side. At some point, people have to take their man. Now, whether it was Winks or whether it should have been Emerson, who knows? But he's left unchecked. Now, to me, I, I agree with you. To me, Winks... It was Winks. It was clearly Winks. But, 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 but Winks should have followed the run. Absolutely. But yeah. again, we have the numbers there anyway. Right, so at some point you have to decide. Right, look, who is getting whom? Right, is, is Romero staying with che, uh, with Alan Adam? Excuse me. Then great. Is, is Sanchez going to go with Royo because he's bigger? Fantastic. But Winks again, like Hoiberg has gone off. Benton Kerr, I guess, was over on the side where Ward Prowse was. You have to follow your man. I, I don't want to say it's basic stuff, but as a midfielder you should know that attacking midfielders are going to make late runs into the box. You have to be aware for it. It's it's crazy to think that it was a free header, but weirdly enough, I mean, again, I don't want to blame anyone in a Spurs shirt because I don't like that. It is a quality cross from Ward-Prowse, both times. It is a quality cross. And yeah, okay, it's good movement and we we should have done better to cover it. But... If the cross isn't as good, it gives you defenders a chance to get underneath it. It's whipped in at pace. It goes right onto the head of Elianusi, right? I mean, I, I, I can't imagine War Prowse has picked him out. He had the time to look up at least, but he's just got so much time to to deliver the ball with, in, in an area that can hurt you. And again, it was a, a free header, but a good header. Like Southampton had plenty of chances before that that they hadn't taken that were maybe easier than the ones that they did score at the end. So it's... It's annoying, but, you know, the two midfielders that we had in the game today were asked to do an awful lot, and Seb alluded to it earlier. Winks had no time when he was on the ball. Like, the emotion that we showed scoring our second proved that we knew we were in a game. We knew that that goal could and maybe should have meant three points, a vital three points for us. As it was, Southampton turned it round, but that's because for the entire game, they dominated that midfield area and we just couldn't cope. Whether it was the defenders coming out to try and make numbers in midfield or whether it was the midfielders from them coming and making deep runs, we were unable to cope. We didn't know who we were marking, whether it was Royal or Sanchez or Reggion. At any time, there were lots of movement and we struggled. So it's like that, yes, that obviously the equalizer was was tough to take because, you know, you, you do hope that you're going to hold on to the three points. 
but it, it was no less than Southampton deserved, and and they really did. Yeah, they really did deserve it. Seb, the the winner, the Che Adams goal. Again, it was strange. It was almost from the same area that, that James Will Prowse delivered it from. So, surely, again, the the, the defenders are, is, is it Davies' responsibility? Is it Reggie? Someone had to to to, to get tighter to him. And but again, Emerson Royale. Again, in, just slack. That was he. That was his match. Again, are we, are we reveling in in the, the delivery and the quality of the goal, or, or or can we find fault with with the marking there? Brink, can I level with you? So, just before the third goal went in. I uh, was messaging the Patreon on the Patreon chat to say, this doesn't look good. We're missing a number in midfield. I didn't even see the goal, mate. I was messaging messaging the Patreon to say, I think we're going to concede here. And when I looked up, the ball was already in the net and I haven't seen it back because I really don't want to. Um, And yeah, but I guarantee you, even without seeing it, it's because we were lacking a number in midfield. How does that sound for you? Fair enough. But HG with Emerson. <laughs> look, I, 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 no, look, I, I did watch it, right? Um, the closest player to Wall Prowse as he crosses the ball is Sun, right? So Sun has got back to help out because I think Walker Peters had gone and got the ball and Reggion had gone to go with him. And so Sun had got back, but he, he'd lost where Ward Prowse was. Ward Prowse had dropped another 10 yards deeper because you know, Ward Prowse doesn't need a lot of time and space to deliver a quality ball. So Sun sees him, goes to close him down, but it's too far away to really make any, <laughs> really just to, to disturb Ward Prowse at all. And again, it's a quality ball. But like Emerson looks awful at the back post, right? Because he doesn't get to the man. He's just trying to get in the way of the header. But Che Adams was never his man, right? Che Adams has started in the center of the pitch. Royal is trying to cover at the back and he doesn't look good and he hasn't done well. Like, But, and I I said after his first game that I didn't think Royal was particularly good and I was worried for the future. But again, this one, Che Adams is your central striker. You've got three centre-halves. HG, that's what I was going to say, even without really seeing the goal clearly. Why is what, we've got three centre-backs on the pitch against Che Adams. Why is one of them not really with him? Yeah. I mean, again, it was a decent movement from Adams and a wonderful ball in. But I think that we're focusing on the fact that Royal did look a complete idiot as he tries to somehow get in the way of it. But you know, Broy is there. Who else would have been in the box? Had Southampton brought on Shane Long by that point? They probably had, right? So maybe they did have three strikers, but no, I don't think no, they did. did. I think Shane Long came on once yeah. they'd scored. So, yeah, yeah it, it, it's it, it's weird. Oh, it's weird. I feel like it's not weird, right? But we we never really got to grips with their front two. We never really got to grips with what they were able to do. We were probably fortunate that Ward Prowse didn't start slinging the balls in earlier because he could have done. He's got the quality to do it. But at no point did we have control of the game. And that's what Seb's been talking about. Control is massive. You have to be able to to dominate in midfield and we can't we didn't like even when we were winning games under Conte we never really dominated midfield it was a case of our strikers are good enough to score the goals and if we get the first one first two we'll go on and win the game because your heads will drop nothing's really going to change it's just yeah, like we, I don't know, like usually I would be screaming for 3 5 2 in a situation like today where the opposition is dominating in midfield, but you take that pace away from the front three and what? You're then hanging on. Like we, 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 we'd be hoping for, for Kane and Son to do their act from, from last year that they haven't really shown us all this season. It, it, that's, it, what I was, that's the point I was going to raise. How different are we this season under Conte? with no midfield in in my mind there there is a messaged on the patreon about 20 minutes in there is no midfield right and i'm not blaming the midfield i think the formation has a lot to do with it compared to last season where we had some semblance of a midfield under Mourinho, but the aim of the game was to suck it up and get that ball to son and kane to win us the game how different is it that we are that where we are now to where we were last season when we've got two managers who, although have different tactics, are both highly regarded, whatever you think of of Jose. How, I, I, is it that 
our squad just isn't good enough or we seem to have two managers who've basically come to the same conclusion but are, are playing it out in a different way. Yeah, look, I think the biggest difference is like Dombele started a lot of games for Jose last season and he was that link, right? If Hoiberg and Sissoko were sitting deep, Dombele was the one who had the freedom to pretty much go wherever he wanted, right? And try and feed Kane and Son. And he did that quite well. Right? But the issue for Spurs fans is that it was super defensive and we didn't necessarily need to do that. Right, Despite having Hoiberg and Sissoko as our best two midfielders, we didn't need to sit back and soak things up. Now we're in a situation where we don't want to. You know, we, we, We'd love our centre-backs to maraud forward and Davies did it a couple of times and Sanchez did it a couple of times, but we can't control midfield. Now our best bet, rather than try and have that creative passer because we don't have one, Right, is to either play three kind of defensive midfielders or three eights in Hoiberg and Winks and Bentoncourt. Even Skip isn't massively defensive, although he can do it. Um, and if we don't, if we don't have three of those in midfield, then we have to have Lucas or Bergvine and have a have a third attacker. Like you, you're basically, it's like that blanket joke, isn't it? You know, you, you you pull it up over your face, but then your feet get uncovered. Nothing's really changed in that respect. I, I just I worry that you know with whether it was Jose or whether it was Nuno or whether it was um, in, in now with Conte, we expect the width to come from our from our fullbacks slash wingbacks, and I don't think they are good enough to do it. So we have to have a better system. Like Southampton were like they were egging us on to try and play down the flanks. That's where their weakness was, but we weren't able to do it. Royal wasn't better than his man. Reguillon wasn't better than his man. Reguillon had, I mean, had the chance in the first half. He should have buried it, absolutely yeah. buried it, but he hasn't got the composure to do so. You know, you look at, you know, murderer, murderer Alonso down at Chelsea, that comes to him, he side foots it in the bottom corner. Just like, you know, Bergvine should have scored at the weekend, should have side-footed it in the bottom corner, tried to blast it high and spooned it over the top. Same with Reguillon. A bit of composure. He's just hitting it at goal. It's a decent save from Forster, but a, a good player, a quality player, just puts it in the bottom corner. Danny Rose, at his best, would have put it in the bottom corner. There's no doubt in my mind about that. And so Spurs, like, when you're attacking, when you're with, is coming from wing-backs that, aren't great in front of goal, what do you have? At what point, when you look at Spurs, you think Kane is world-class, Son is world-class, Romero is world-class, and everyone else is part of a system. And the system can mask a few deficiencies, but it can't mask them all. And the biggest one we have right now is our midfield and Southampton, and like, like Chelsea did. And I mean, Wolves will do the same. You know, they'll have their attacking midfielders drop into that hole and, and, and have the overload in midfield. And the only way we can get around that this season right now is by having pace. Pace up top. Have Kane, oh, have Kane drop know. deep and then have you know, Son or Bergvine or Lucas or whoever to, to try and hurt. I disagree. I, I disagree at home against Southampton to concede 23 shots. That's not just down to not having pace up front. That uh, that's down to a formation issue and not having enough bodies in midfield. Yeah, but Southampton and, were really good, and but we didn't have the bodies to play. It's twenty. It's twenty-three shots conceded against Southampton at home. Yeah, but we didn't have the bodies to cover them in midfield. Like you, you bring on Benton Kerr. Like let, let's say you bring on Benton Kerr for someone else, and, 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 and then you do go three in midfield. Then what? Then Spurs are hanging on for a one-one, maybe. Oh no, no, hoping. no! Start not 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 bring him on. Because we bought, I mean, I, I questioned the Benton curve for Hoybier change anyway, but start with the three. And I know you're saying we haven't got bodies in, but if you're going to put Harvey White on the bench, th there has to be an expectation, even if it's like a 1% expectation, that at some point he could come on the pitch. So for me, for, for me, the issue is 3-5-2, 3-5-2, 3-5-2. If we set up 3-4-3 three, three against Wolves, against Moutinho, against Neves, We'll get our asses handed to us, and, and we will. We will go three four three. So, 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 so you agree with me in terms of we need to change that formation? It's nothing to do with pace up front. It's got. It's to do with we need to put bodies in the midfield. Otherwise, we're never going to get control of the football. Yeah, but but this is it. Like we know that. Okay, we know that. But what do you do to try and counter that? Like if if we go three five two, right, and we have a solid spine of six players. 
and you're expecting the other four to maybe be your attackers. Well, Reguillon kind of, does that mean Doherty plays over Royal because Doherty at least looks half decent going forward? That, that's the question that you have no, to have. No, no, no. I, I, I disagree. I don't think that's an important question to ask. But, but if you want control I mean, in midfield, you have to do something with it. So what would you do with that control? Get the ball forward to Son and Kane. So that's it. So you basically, you, you, you're going into Jose mode and saying you've got two attackers and everyone else can get the ball to those two. The other side of it is you're much more solid. We're, at no point did we, ha- uh, did we have control of the football tonight. I think it was something like 38% possession. That's ridiculous. Southampton, yes, they played well. Yes, they've got some good players. They are not a great football team. What are they? 10th now because they won. If they'd lost tonight, they would have been 13th or 14th. That they're not. A, they're, this isn't. This isn't a team that we should be overly worried about. And yet they absolutely played us off the park. Even when we went two one up, they were hundred percent a better team than us. But so I, I, I we're, now going into, we're now going into a, a game against Wolves, who don't score a lot of goals, but also they, they concede barely any. Yes, they've got a very good goalkeeper. You're telling me that three four three. It's the way to play against them because I tell you now it's not. It's, no. it's one million percent not. But but the point it, is, if no, I'm not saying we should. I'm just saying that three four three gives us a much better chance of scoring. Like we've turned because of the options we, we have. Three goals at home to a bang average to, to on paper in terms of the league can't, table. You can't talk about on team. paper. What is this? It's not played on paper. We no, all- no, no, no. That's always the argument when you when you say those words. Hg Southampton are a mid table team. They shouldn't cause us that as many problems as they did tonight. They had 23 shots. They ran the game. In the first half, we were hanging on like I've not seen us hang on in a half for a long time. Even against your Chelsea's, your, your, your Man United, your Man City's, we were absolutely on the ropes. I just hoped that we would get to half time so that Conte could change it. And to be fair, there was a, a slight improvement in the first 20 minutes. But the, the question is, half. why were we on the ropes? Is it Because we didn't have any control in the midfield. Yeah, okay, but if, you, but if you bring on a third midfielder and you talk about their midfielder, they had four of them. So nothing really changes. They pressed high. They brought their wide midfielders in. You know, I mean, Hazan Hotel is known for being a 4-2-2-2 guy. Right? Did I say enough twos? I always get that wrong. But like, he likes to have two that sit and two that come in from wide areas, but actually play inside. Right? It's no different than what Chelsea do. Chelsea do it with their two wide attacking midfielders. They drop in, and then you've got Kovacic and Jorginho, whoever it is, as the two that sit deep. And they've got four midfielders who can keep the ball. We, you know, three of them might help us, but again, if we get the ball and we can't break the press, which which Southampton did, then we've got two out options instead of three. Like, as I said, it's like it's it's like the blanket. Like let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Right, you used to do your preferred lineups right mm-hmm. on Facebook and yep. uh, and Twitter and whatever of what you want to see you know this isn't you as you say this isn't what I expect us to do this is what I would like us to do so going into Wolves on Sunday what formation I'm not talking about personnel what formation do you want us to play on Sunday considering it's Wolves you then you have to go three in midfield you have to go three five two that, that, but <laughs> Considering it's Southampton, you're telling me that taking Lucas off tonight, or not, sorry, not taking him off, not starting Lucas or even Son, or dare I say it, even Kane for a Benton Coeur tonight, we would have had so much more control. And that's what you want. That's what you want on Sunday. That's why you're saying against Wolves, we have to play five in midfield. No, but the the difference is, is that like none of us really knew what Southampton were going to do. They played three at the back against us at St. Mary's. Uh, so there was no guarantee they were going to go four and go attacking. Like we had a Southampton go on the YouTube channel Monday night and he was like, we're much better with four at the back. I want us to go four at the back, but he didn't think it was going to happen either. The difference with Wolves is we know exactly what Wolves will do because they've done it since Nuno was in charge. Nothing's really changed under the new guy. So yeah, we know that they will dominate. That they will want to dominate in midfield, whether it's Neves, Moutinho, Dendonka, whoever drops back from their you know attacking midfield. We know that they'll do that. 
But the question is, if we're going to do that, how are we going to score goals afterwards? If it's just hoping for Kane and Son, then I don't think that's good enough. But yeah, every time we go onto the pitch, like we know that the 3-4-3 that Conte might like to play isn't going to be good enough to beat every team. We've been somewhat fortunate to win the games we have with him in charge. We had a lot of relatively easy home games where we scored first and were able to see the game through. Southampton today played the best game they'll play all season. Wolves will play, you know, will obviously be a difficult opponent on Sunday. Man City after that, we could easily lose four league games in a row. But the question is, how do we create the best 11? And because of the options we have, and we have fewer options now, thanks to the window, we struggle. We absolutely struggle. And we will struggle because basically, the, I think the success of our season now is going to be how we deal with the fact that we don't have a midfield. And we may have to go all, go, go all Aussie and try and score as many goals as possible because in, in most games, that might well be enough. Teams won't all play as well as Southampton did. The blueprint is there to beat Spurs. Chelsea have shown it. Southampton showed it today and Wolves could easily show it again on Sunday. But most teams probably won't try and do that. The teams at the, at the lower end of the pitch will think, you know, we want to try and hang on for a point. And that will be a game that maybe Kulisevsky will be more useful in. But at some point, w- we need to figure that out. And we hurt ourselves massively in the window by letting midfielders go that we didn't need to let go, that would have given us something different. Right now, like Harvey White, I don't, I, I don't want to say he's not good enough because we don't know. But as you said, if he's there now, he needs to come on. If, if these are the next two best midfielders we've got, then you're right. They need to both come on and shore things up. But like, it's it's just we've made life difficult for ourselves now. I really believe that. 3-4-3 three, three will win us a fair chunk of games. It may well lose us a couple of games. But I, I just think the strength is in attack. So if you get top four if we lose another four games. I don't know about that. Like whoever gets fourth is a tallest dwarf situation, right? Because Arsenal don't have any that, anyone. Man United look hopeless, right? If Man United get their act together, they should get fourth. West Ham have a really good eleven. If they if they win the games, it's all it's all going to be about how many games you win from now on, right? Like draws will hurt, right? Losses will hurt, but it's going to be wins that will separate us. And so any win that we can get will come down to our attacking strength. We don't really have much else. It's going to be like a basketball game watching Spurs. But tonight, we could have won that game. You know, maybe we should have won that game. We had the chances outside of the goals that we scored to score three or four tonight because Southampton, as we talked about earlier, did like to leave lots of spaces at the back. We've just maybe we have to bypass midfield. Maybe it's going to be first time passes from Bentancur over the top to runners from deep that's going to help us move up the pitch. And then once we've moved up the pitch, then maybe we can do something different. But really, that th- that that's the kind of the best we can hope for right now. I just want to ask one more important question, Bren. Bren, are you st- Bren? Are you still there? Can you hear me? Can you hear I can me? hear you, Bren. I can hear. You. I feel like Art Garfunkel and with two Paul Simons. <laughs> Um, Seb, what is the latest prize from footballprize.co.uk? So there's a couple of prizes on, actually. So there's still uh, availability for Leeds versus Spurs hospitality, which um, I don't want to put any Spurs fans off because I have checked this. You can go to Ellen Road if you can get there on the 26th of February for a 12.30 kickoff and you can be wine and dined in Leeds hospitality all the while while openly supporting Spurs. Uh, There are 199 tickets available for two hospitality tickets for the game. Uh, Tickets are $3.99. Like I said, 199 tickets available. Um, I'm just looking now. There's, uh, There's less than 24 hours to go and only 60 tickets have sold. So they will take the draw no matter how many tickets are sold. So it's a great opportunity to get yourself um, a couple of tickets for that. Um, as well as that, I am just double-checking. There was, just checking now, an Aussie Ardili. Yes, there is. An Aussie Ardili signed and framed Spurs T-shirt. It's got the Ardili 7 um, frame shirt um, and uh, signed by the Argentinian superstar himself. I'm just checking that. 
uh, draw closes next Tuesday. So there's only 99 tickets for that available. And tickets are only 295 on that. But don't forget, you can use our exclusive code POD10. That's P-O-D-1-0. And you can get 10% off all your purchases. In addition to that, sign up to be a Patreon and we give you special um, further discount codes um, that basically entitle you up to 33% off all your ticket purchases. And that is across football prizes as well. So they have loads of other prizes. They regularly do things like opportunities to win um, Acabets and things like that. So Toshiba TVs, 50-inch TVs, I'm just scrolling through now. There's loads and loads and loads of prizes. So well worth checking out footballprizes.co.uk. And do check out our socials where you can get more info on those prizes. We we have touched on the Wolves game. And let's get your predictions. Uh, HGU first. How do you see us faring against Bruno Large's men? I think we'll do okay because Wolves don't score too many goals. So even though Spurs may struggle in certain areas, we have the strike force to score. So I think it, it'll be a close game, but I do think we'll win. Uh, 1-0. Seb, how about you? Because Wolves have been playing well like this season. There's, they're, they're unbeaten in five and they will go above, above us if they beat us. They've uh, in Just in the month of January, they have beaten the likes of... Man United, Sheffield United, they beat Southampton. It's not for everyone. They beat Brentford. They've beaten, they beaten Norwich in the Cup. Um, so they're on form. How do you see us faring against them on is it Saturday? It's Sunday, yeah. It's a diff- difficult one to predict because they're actually playing on Thursday, I think, against yeah, Arsenal. Um, so that, that, that might have a little bit of a bearing on, depending on the result. So um, play 3-4-3. Play three, um, lose 3-2 play 3-5-2 win 1-0 one nil. One nil, everyone's going 1-0 I think I'll, I'll go with that then as well let's go a clean sweep of 1-0s uh, let's get back to winning way you can't lose 3 on the spin I don't think Conte's ever lost 3 on the spin as a manager so um, oh. hello Dr <laughs> Tottenham <laughs> Um, hey, she, uh, there's, I'm sure there's YouTube coming out Friday, is it? Yeah, Friday night. Um, we'll be on again, uh, probably talking about Southampton again, but also the, the Wolves preview. Um, hopefully we'll have a Wolves fan on with us to, to talk about how well they're doing right now. But uh, yeah, 9pm UK time, Friday night, live on, on YouTube. We've had about 600 new subscribers in the last week or so, so we're, we're, we're growing rapidly and we'd love to have everyone listen in. So see you Friday night. Amazing, amazing. They're always good fun, the YouTube. So do tune in on Friday or on Catch Up on the weekend. And do also listen out for a review pod of what we hope will be a win over Wolves on Sunday. That'll be from Franco and his guests. Keep the faith, Spurs. It was it was a tough one today, uh, but Southampton won't play that well again all season. And we will play better. Keep the faith. And as ever, come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.